it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Vice did a story on neo-Nazi environmentalists. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, yes, neo-Nazis are using climate change to recruit young people. But then I was looking at other websites. One dedicated to Earth Day, for, for example, examining Nazi environmentalism. And they tell us that the Nazis were actually spot-on environmentalists. So I guess you environmentalists are Nazis. I mean, Hitler was a vegetarian, right? Be like Hitler, be a vegetarian. Shocking, isn't it? It should teach you, though. And this is something, when we talk about intellectual weakness in the Republican Party, this is going to take me to my first topic in just a second. Just hold on. When you look at the concept of Nazis as environmentalists, wouldn't the communists also be environmentalists? The communists in our countries are, that's, that's their excuse for everything. Well, we got to save the planet. Right and left in the German, the German, you know, graph, I guess, or chart, Venn diagram, Kamala Harris, where would somebody who believes in limited government, free speech, religious freedom, the right of all non-felons to keep and bear arms, and free trade. Where would that person fit amongst the Nazis and the communists? There there wouldn't be any place for you. <clears throat> so when they say, well, <clears throat> Republicans are home to the Nazi party, I don't know. I don't know what it is they would like about the Republican Party. It's really not much, not much to offer them. Well, it's the race issue. What race issue? If you look at how successful Donald Trump was with black voters, mostly specifically black men. And the things that were achieved, like historic support for, his, for historic black colleges and universities, and other things related to what would be called disparate impacts so or the First Step Act, the Opportunity Zones, the Opportunity Scholarships, you wouldn't be very happy in that Republican Party if you were a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist. You wouldn't be very happy with the field of Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott and although he's probably got no chance, Will Hurd, Nikki Haley, that's two black and two Indian candidates who are not being accepted or rejected by Republican voters because of their race. It's that pretty much where they fall on the MAGA scale. And if you're MAGA, nobody cares if you're black or white or Hispanic. Byron Donalds, pretty damn MAGA. Wesley Hunt, pretty damn MAGA. John James, pretty damn MAGA. MAGA guys, black men, members of the House. But where, does, where would you fit? In Germany, there were no libertarians in the 1930s. There were no Jeffersonians. There was no classical liberalism is what I'm saying. So when these people talk about right and left, uh, you know, if you notice on this program, I will say the left and conservatives. I don't refer to the right. Their left and right is communists and Nazis. And they're basically two sides of the same coin. But they leave out that par that paradigm of Nazis versus communists, or when they say fascists. First of all, socialism leads to communism. Communism leads to fascism. Where do you see fascism in somebody that doesn't want the government controlling healthcare? Where do you see the fascism in somebody who doesn't want the government controlling education? Where's the fascism? It's like 
People who run around saying Nazi this and fascist that, they don't even know what a Nazi or a fascist really is. But yes, the Nazis have adopted the environmental movement. So I guess we're going to have to drive some SUVs to not be Nazis, right? We're going to have to be meat-eating, eight-cylinder or six-cylinder, depending on whether you like full-size or mid-size, pickup truck driving, gun-toting, hunting, Americans to not be Nazis. Isn't that correct? Now, last week, we spent a lot of time on the concept of metal law. On the way home on Friday, I got a call from Jonathan Emmert, who's running for Senate in Virginia, who's a constitutional lawyer. And he told me, I didn't even know this about him, that he had worked on cases with Lawrence Tribe. And I said to him, so then I want to ask you, sir, if you've been following what I've been saying, and I said it to you on the program, and you could have been polite, am I crazy? He said, not only are you right, you don't know how right you are. I said, which part? He said, all of it. He said, metal law is this nonsensical legal theory that says when necessary, we could just depart from the text of the law. And he cited, it was so funny. He said to me, I'm going to send you a piece. Now, I'm not saying he sits and listens to all three hours. I mean, I, I realize everybody else does. And he sent me a piece from the Yale Law School reposted on the Harvard Law School page and he started to describe it he goes read that when you get home I go read it I read it on the air he goes so if you read this thing about how meta law is used to infuse equity into the law he said that is not looking at what the law says and then applying it he says that's taking another legal principle and surrounding the law with it transcending that law then we got on the subject of the peace by Lawrence tribe And I said he's really, really upset that Kenneth Chesbrough took a a fraction and perhaps even a convoluted view of that fraction of a legal theory that was first tested by Tribe. And he goes, that's exactly what they're doing to Trump now. He goes, he's getting mad that Chesbrough took an idea from Tribe, a pin and a needle, he called it. He goes, what do you think they're doing with Donald Trump? He goes, they got pins and needles. He goes, they're stitching together things, bits and pieces of other statutes, bits and pieces of other cases, minor cases being spun up to sound bigger. And I said, this is crazy. He said, well, that's what they're doing. He said, he goes, he said, what, what kind of crazy view is this? You say the man is guilty of insurrection, but you're charging him under 18 USC 241, which was a statute to protect the black vote from the Klan. What the hell are they talking about? Depriving someone of the right to vote? If you wanted to play that game, Mark Elias should be charged. Perkins Coy lawyers should be charged. The DNC should be charged. Then on the case of 18 USC 1512, you could look at the Democrats and go, well, they tried to obstruct the count. 18 USC 371, defraud the government. Hello, that's the Steele dossier. And right now we have this Bullstein with David Weiss. The Department of Justice's own codes and regulations would forbid Merrick Garland from assigning special counsel status to someone within the Department of Justice. The code and regulation specifically says it has to be somebody outside of the government. Currently, David Weiss is inside the government. But man, 
I think we stepped on a hornet's nest here. Because when the Democrats talk about democracy, they don't mean it. And when I say I hate democracy, I mean it the way they want to practice it. How is meta law democratic? Do you vote on it? No, you don't. If judges make laws, did you vote on it? No, you didn't. If bureaucrats make laws, did you vote on it? No, you didn't. Well, you voted for the president. That's not, that's not the point. Presidents don't make laws according to the Constitution. The Congress does. And the Congress has no authority under the Constitution to transfer its authority to another branch of Congress. No more than could the Supreme Court declare war. Without a constitutional amendment, the Congress could not say, you know what, we think it's too messy when 535 people have to deliberate over declaring war. We're going we're gonna to give the Supreme Court that power. Well, how would you do that? Well, they just have the power. What do you mean? They're, they're going to try a case? Doesn't matter. They have the power to declare war. The Congress cannot transfer its authority to another branch of government. Neither the judicial. See, this is my offer. I have a full cup of coffee here. Uh, one of my favorite things about doing this program is having my intellect or my academic pedigree or my working knowledge of things challenged by people who actually think they have a working knowledge or they have experience or maybe they have a higher academic pedigree. My offer is when I stumble on something that is factually inaccurate, if I say anything that's factually inaccurate, I, I want people to challenge me. I want to be, that's why we have telephone numbers here. The Congress cannot transfer its authority. And in the case of bureaucratic rulemaking, the Congress at any time can nullify those bureaucratic rulemakings because the bureaucrats were never in the power, never in position to make those rules in the first place. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. But it seems like what's happening now is that Merrick Garland knows full well that David Weiss is not supposed to be the special counsel. But the media gets to jump up and down and say, Trump appointed, Trump appointed, Trump appointed, Trump appointed. That doesn't matter. These stipulations shall be selected from outside the United States government. That could be a retired U.S. attorney, a retired deputy attorney general, a retired attorney general, Bill Barr, for example. It could be a state attorney general. Now, the statute also requires or the regulations require that that person commit themselves wholly to a special counsel investigation. So one would not be able to retain their position as an attorney general and oversee this investigation. They would have to resign as attorney general and take that. So likely it would be somebody who's been retired and called back into service a la Bob Mueller. But assigning special counsels from within the U.S. Attorney's Office is against code and regulation, according to the DOJ. Now, why is Merrick Garland doing this? I heard Webb earlier saying, because they don't care. I agree, they don't care. But when you're dealing with the U.S. Attorney that was also involved in handing out a sweetheart deal, as they call it, to Hunter Biden, now that guy has extra jurisdictional power to 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 uh, charge him in other districts. He didn't even seem to want to charge him in his own district with anything real. And the DOJ, according to the whistleblowers from the IRS, hamstrung their investigation until the statute of limitations passed. So it seems like the DOJ is throwing the case 
in the case of Hunter Biden, where the hell's Robert Hur? Where the hell is this guy? And they are stitching together the thinnest of legal theories in the case of Donald Trump to affect the outcome of the election. Weintzik 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.